now broadcasting from Suitland, Maryland, USA, Abiding Truth with Dr. McCune, an outreach of Suitland Road Baptist Church. Please visit us at www.srbcoutreach.org. And now, here's our pastor, Dr. Calvin M. McCune. Father, we thank you, Holy Spirit, God, for blessing us. Word, which is your very Not only the author of your word, but you are the revealer of your truth. We know we are bringing nothing into it other than our responsibility to meditate on it, study it, read it, and now this morning to apply our hearts to receive it. So thank you, Father. We praise and we bless your holy name, Lord Jesus. We thank you for how you will bless us. We thank you, dear God, for how you will open our hearts to receive your word. So thank you, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Proverbs chapter 4. Proverbs chapter 4. And I'm going to begin from verses 20. My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. And do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. That is what we do with the word of God. We keep it in our heart. For they are life to those who find them. The health to all their flesh. Keep your heart with all diligence. For out of it springs the issues of life. The word of God. When God spoke, God who is both transcendent and personal, God in whom the truth that there lies pure free will, only in God. God Almighty, Yahweh, only God could have spoken into existence things that are material, things that are beings that are spiritual. 
as angelic beings, creating man from what he made, breathing in man the very breath of God. Only God can do that. And God has given us his word. The word of God represents the very mind of God. It is God's truth. It is God speaking to us. It is God telling us from the very beginning that he made us in his image and that he wants us to obey him. And when we obey him, that glorifies our Savior, our Creator. And God, when he breathed in us his very breath, a man became a living being with that breath of God came free will. Not pure free will. That's only God, which we cannot understand, the scripture says. God's thoughts are different from our thoughts. God's ways are different from our ways. But we have free will. So Adam had free will. The question often asked by pastors throughout the world over the centuries is this. Why would God put man in such a predicament? The Bible does not answer that. But when we read it and the Holy Spirit speak God's truth in our hearts, we come to understand at least this much. Love is best expressed when we do so out of free will. And Eve and Adam choose out of their free will to disobey God. And as a result of that, chaos, death, sin, diseases, all type of conditions. But now God, by his mercy, he has given us his very breath, his word. And in his word, he revealed his love toward us. God himself, when he walk among us, tells us that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And then whosoever we have to choose to believe in Jesus, we will not perish but have eternal life. But we who are saved, do we have a responsibility to guard our hearts? And the scripture says, yes, we do. And when we guard our hearts, it is healthy. It is healthy for spirit beings. It is healthy for souls. The part of us that makes up our emotions and desires and passions 
We can even throw the mind in there. That's fine. It's healthy for physical being. We will not escape illnesses and getting old and being in pain. But it is healthy because it's the word of God, because it is living. So this matter, God the heart, when I say God the heart, what is the Holy Ghost telling me to say to you? When we speak about God wants us to guard the heart, God says, listen to my word. Listen to what I am saying to you. All issues of life will be impacted the way we relate to God and we relate to each other by the way we respond. We receive what God is saying in his word and the way, the manner in which we either embrace it or reject it is going to affect our lives. And the effect of it, we will feel it, whether it is towards our betterment or whether it's towards our detriment, spiritually. It's the word of God. That's what we hold on to. Because in the word of God is the very breath of God, saints. The very mind of God. Let's turn to Luke now, Luke chapter 6. Luke chapter 6. In this life, when we guard the heart, when we guard our heart, remember we have the free will to do so, don't we? Each and every one of us, we had that free will when we heard that Jesus loved us. But at that moment, I had a choice to make. God is not going to impose on my free will. Whether you like it or not, you have to accept my son. But he will lovingly make it clear in my being that I am a sinner and I need a Savior and that he loves me right where I'm at. He truly loves me. And when I make that decision to put my faith in Jesus, the Holy Ghost does not cease. He's now inside of us. When we heard the gospel of salvation, in whom having believed, we are sealed with the Holy Ghost, and he's doing this amazing work. He's inside of us leading us to hear his word. The question is why? We have to always ask ourselves, what is God doing? We will not understand God's truth if we're not understanding that why. This is what I am doing. That is the way God made us to think that way. When, when Adam and Eve disobeyed God and sin came in this world, God says, this is what I am doing. The seed of the woman will crush the head of the serpent. Says that to the devil, this will happen. So everything else from then until Calvary, it's about what God is doing. 
So what is the Holy Ghost doing? He is guiding us and leading us to guard the heart. That part of our being that makes up who we are in Christ. Use in scripture in different ways. We have to understand it within its context. But I love especially when those who ask our Savior Christ Jesus, what is the greatest commandment? And he says to love the Lord. You have to love him with all your heart all your soul, all your strength, all your mind. And though the scripture speaks about man in a trichotomy, body, soul, and spirit, it's beautiful how God speaks about the heart. What is the heart? For we who are saved, it is that reality that we belong to Jesus. It identifies us. It is speaking about when the Holy Spirit came upon our spirit and renew our spirit that God sees us holy and without blame. And the more we are understanding that, it's going to impact our mind. And it is the information that comes into the mind that is going to influence our outlook of the heart. And the enemy, he would want us to not respond to God out of the heart, but to respond to God out of the other parts, the, the solical parts, feelings, desires, passions. Remember, we still have free will. God says, you have to safeguard that heart. You have to safeguard it because the heart makes us in tune with the Holy Ghost. The heart is that when we say, God led me. The heart is that when I stood before you to say this morning, this is how God has been speaking to me concerning the world, our current predicament. How to trust God in the midst of this global pandemic. God's perspective on it. There is the wisdom that God wants us to have. And I said to you, you will hear different perspectives from different pastors, but this is how the Holy Ghost is speaking to me. That voice of God, that quiet voice of God. Why then? Why guard your heart? Because God says, when I save you, our rightful place is in how is in heaven, not on this earth, but I want to use you to bear fruit. So guarding the heart is not just God is guarding the heart just to guard the heart as though there's an end, it's an end in itself. No. God says, I want you to bear fruit. Fruit of the gospel. Fruit of the love of Jesus. Not all over the place. It's very simple, isn't it? Fruit because we have the answer that says Jesus loves the world. That's the fruit. Are you with me? We're connecting Hebrews and we're moving into the why question. Okay. 
to, are we in Luke now? Okay, so we're in Luke. Luke chapter 6. Verses 46. For a good tree does not bear bad fruit, nor does a bad tree bear good fruit. That's clear, isn't it? For every tree is known by its own fruit. When we guard the heart, because the Holy Ghost is inside of us, and God has given us his word, so we know exactly what God says. And there's no such thing as guarding the heart and divorcing ourselves from the truth. No. I have to stay in the word. It's the very breath of God, the voice of God. We will bear good fruit. For men do not gather figs from thorns, nor do they gather grapes from a bramble bunch, a roll-up of nothing to, to put in the fireplace. It will not produce anything pertaining to God. What is this that God is speaking about here? This, this analogy here is that our life is so that we will say to the world that Jesus loves you. And that's the fruit. The fruit of the gospel. And the enemy wants us to live and to live without that, that purpose. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth fruit. I love that there. Are we following now? When the heart is in tune with God, the desire to go into the world and tell others that Jesus loves them, it's a natural flow. It will just come out. Our passion to serve Jesus, our desire to say, oh, dear God, whatever we are going through, Father, deliver us from death. But, Father, that the fruit of your gospel will go forth the love of God into a needy world. Look, we are the only group of people on the planet that are not living for ourselves. Because our master said he did not come to be served, but to serve and to give himself a ransom for all. And this is what happens with the heart. When, our, when we guard that heart and we yield to the Holy Spirit, now let me emphasize this. I want you to be very careful. We don't get off on a human tangent on trying to do this. What do we have? The word of God. And who do we have? The person of the Holy Spirit. What else God has given us? He has given us the church. He has given us gifts. All those things work together. But today we are focusing here on the word of God. And an evil man out of evil treasures of his heart. His evil treasures of his heart bring forth evil. The devil is attacking the heart. He wants us to live as God's children just on worldly things on our side. 
Look at the last part here. For out of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaks. The mouth will always reveal what is in the heart. When the heart is in tune with God, while you're being stoned to death like Brother Stephen, Father God, do not hold this against them, Lord. That's a heart that is in tune with God. Where every situation becomes an opportunity to express praises to our God. When the world is in panic, don't know what to do. Who should I turn to? Everything will fall apart. Seems that the scientists don't have an explanation. That may be, that's the way it appears. We say, and then they say, what is wrong with you? Why do you have a smile on your face still? Because the heart is in place. And we take every opportunity, whether favorable or not, when the heart is in place to, dis to speak forth God's praise. Are we following here? All right. Good. Of course, right now the church, that some of the pastors I've been speaking with, meet with them on Friday, met with them throughout the week. We'll meet with some of them tomorrow again. And I'm reminding them, and we are reminding each other focus has to be and should always be on the Lord Jesus Christ. So let's safeguard our hearts. Are we all right so far? Okay. We're understanding this truth? That's the foundation now. Now I'm going to go to the third part of this message. Because then you say, well, now Pastor McCune, why am I feeling horrible? Why then do I feel this coming against me in my mind? Because that's our reality, isn't it? It is because we're in a spiritual warfare, God says. We're not fighting against flesh and blood. And the devil will not leave us alone. He will not say, you are a child of God. And the Holy Ghost is inside of you. And you're hearing from God. And you're making a choice to walk in holiness and obey the word of God. And therefore, I would leave you alone. He will never say that. He's going to come against us. But when the heart is right, let's appreciate now. And this is the victory verse, right? Here comes the victory side. And when she wants us to absorb this in fully. Because if I leave this message right now, and I say, church over. Right? Let's introduce Dr. Hancock. Let her speak. Let's go home. What do you think? You would call me, wait a minute, pastor. Something is missing. Are you following? Something is missing. 
Because when I went home, in my mind, all type of things is coming, they're coming at my heart, my mind, relentlessly. Because the mind and the thoughts, that's the gateway to the heart. Are we following that? The thoughts are the gateway to the heart. This is why I've been saying to my pastor friends, while we're looking at this corona situation, wisdom dictates God, the Holy Ghost, is leading us to get knowledge. That's how we safeguard that thought. The thoughts, the mind, that's the gateway to the can be so paralyzed. Don't want to evangelize anymore. Don't want to step out to my house anymore. So what does God say as in his word? That's what matters, right? That's right. So let's look at that. I want you to turn to 2 Corinthians. Oh, thank God for his word, saints. Thank God for his truth. What we understand, we're thankful. What we don't, he helps us to understand. You know what the devil is afraid of? He's not afraid of a child of God, no. He's afraid of a child of God who has his trust in God because he is mature in the word of God. Child of God who is born again, he can be born again and he still has his sword end. But when he takes out the, the sword, that's not an offensive, that's not a defensive weapon, that's not a shield. See, that's what he's afraid of. And the child of God says, thus says the word of God. That says what God says. Let me tell you what God says. said, like our Lord Jesus when he was tempted. So turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 10. Are you there? 2 Corinthians chapter 10. 2 Corinthians chapter 10. Are we following where God, what God is telling us today? So there are seven areas that I want you to note. This is what the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost placed in my heart. I want you to Let's understand this now. 2 Corinthians chapter 10 and verses 3. So number one. For though we walk in the flesh, God is telling us, you exist as humans. The word flesh here is not talking about sinfulness. It's saying we exist as human beings. You got that? We exist. We're in this fallen world. Remember, we already shared that in Scripture? So we exist. We can breathe. We have to eat. We have to rest. We have to have an idea of plan and strategy. And we need love. We need care. We express love. We express care. We have to get up and go to work. We exist. 
That's the first point. Though we walk in the flesh, we do not war against the flesh. That's the second point. Our battle is not against the flesh. Is Satan coming against us? Let's tie that in with the heart. Are you following? The flesh is not the heart. The heart is that part of our being that connects us with God and identifies us with Jesus. But our battle is not against flesh. Satan coming against us. Do bad things happen to God's people? Yes. And God will never tempt us for evil. He will test us. The scripture says he will never tempt us. We do not war. It is a war, isn't it? So we have an enemy. Third, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. So what is happening here? What does carnal mean? We have to connect carnal with the idea of the flesh. We cannot and we should not use our own mind our own human resources to fight Satan. He wants to get to the heart. Are you still with me? Don't want you to be lost. Right? Can we follow that? Okay. I want you to stay, stay, stay connected with the truth here now. We laid that foundation before. But the weapons of our warfare are not, are not carnal. That's the third. Well, if it's not carnal, what is it? It is mighty in God. It is mighty in God. Our weapons are mighty in God. What does mighty in God mean? The Holy Spirit inside of us who is God. He is working inside of us. And we have the word of God. The word of God that, that is the very breath of God. Holy men of God wrote as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. And he is the one who is working through the word of God. Stay con still connected with the heart. Are you following that? All right. So what's the first one? For though we walk in the flesh, so we, are, we exist in the flesh, we'll have weaknesses, emotions, feelings, passions, physical, all those things. We do not war according to the flesh. We're in a warfare. For the weapons of, of our warfare, they are not carnal. They're not of the flesh. That's the third, the fourth. But they are mighty 
in God for pulling down strongholds. What a stronghold. Well, they are mighty in God. Keep that by itself. Keep that one by itself. They are mighty in God. For pulling down strongholds. This first one. What is this pulling down strongholds? This one should probably be the fifth one. This pulling down strongholds has to do with what God is doing through his mighty, through this weapon. Are we following that? It's what God is doing. You see how we safeguard the heart? To appreciate what God is doing. This is where Paul tells us, he says in the book of Ephesians, walk in the spirit. It's a command, it's used in the imperative. I'm commanding you to walk in the spirit. And yet, and yet, it's used in the passive voice. Walk in the spirit, and yet you cannot do it. You have to receive it. It's amazing structure, isn't it? Paul says, I'm commanding you to do this, but yet I, I am doing it. Are we following that? Yes, it's Christ in us. Because we already, we are God's children. And he owns us. Jesus owns us. Stay with, stay with the word of God here now. All right? What is God doing? Remember, we already talked about that. There is always a God-given purpose. Pulling down strongholds and casting down every high thing that bring it, that exalted itself against the knowledge of God. All that is five. Are we following that? That's what God is doing. Anything or everything that is coming against the mind and to attack the heart because the mind, the feelings, the passions, all those things, they're the gateway to the heart. And God is protecting us. Let's put a sixth one here. I place this separate by itself. It's a present participle. Bringing. God is bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. That's what God is doing. God wants us to obey him. When, when the heart, when we guard the heart, God the Holy Ghost is working in us. We don't guard the heart just to sit but to obey God. There is nothing, saints, listen, there is nothing more important in our relationship with God than obedience. Scripture teaches us we can offer sacrifices to God and still fall short. God says, you give me the best sacrifice, you'll fall short if you don't obey me. We can have all the wisdom from God as Solomon did. All the wisdom from God. But he still fell short. He still marrying to a world system. He still built altars. 
because God made it very clear. You did not have a heart like your father's. So I'm going to destroy your kingdom. I'll divide it. But only because of my covenant I made with your father, I will not do it until I take your life, till you breathe your last. And he did. Because God is saying to him, what was David's heart? A heart of obedience. Not a perfect man that walked sinless. But when he said, oh God, create in me a new heart. Nothing has changed. The Holy Ghost, when the heart is right, the test that the heart is right is obedience. Just stop and think about that for a moment, okay? 2020 in the Western Church, the greatest deception of Satan to his church in the West, to make the heart get to a place of great deception of thinking that the heart is all right with God when I am preoccupied and consumed of my sense of personal well-being and not being obedient to Jesus to live, to tell the world that he loves everyone. That's a deceptive heart. Jesus referred to that as a lukewarm heart. He referred to that as a heart that thinks it's mighty and powerful, but it's poor and wretched and miserable. The true test for the heart is obedience, described in the word of God as fruit-bearing. Are we following now? Stay with, stay with everything here, okay? Don't get lost right towards the end. The enemy would want to do that. Everyone still in tune? All right. So stay in tune now. Okay. Stay very much in tune. Praise God. What is the seventh? And bringing and being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. The battle is in the thoughts, isn't it? In the mind. The mind and the thought. That's the gateway to the heart. Heart is that center that is in, under the control that we hear from God. He is speaking to us. And that heart can be safeguarded when the mind is renewed by the word of God. Then the heart becomes receptive to the Holy Ghost. We hear the voice of Jesus. And we experience the love of Jesus leading us to worship him, to exalt his name, to live for him. And when that happens, here's the amazing, beautiful thing God says. We mature, don't we? When that fiery dart comes, we are able to say, Satan, get the hand. Because now I can avenge, I can stand against that warfare in the name of Jesus. Our battle 10 years ago, where he once weakened us, he no longer can. Because God strengthens us. And then we reach out to younger believers and we embrace them. And we say, hear what God is doing. I remember the last few months, 
God has been keeping us in the book of Hebrews. Remember the last two weeks, last week and the week before? I want to tie that into that. It's about this maturity, isn't it? We move from milk to meat. We discern what is of God. And we know what is of evil and what is of God. And that can only happen when we save that, that heart, which is the battlefield is in the mind. And remember, let's not lose touch of this. God says the Holy Ghost is saving. But it requires, remember, we started with this. Now I want you to connect it as we bring this sermon here to a close. You must connect. Don't lose this, please. When you think of that, because we have to save that the heart, don't we? It's free will, isn't it? It's a responsibility. The Holy Ghost will never, he will never impede, he will never force his authority in us where we have no idea what is happening. We still have a free will to either grieve the Spirit or to allow him to do his work. devil is a liar and he confuses everything but you see how simple the truth is yeah to those who are listening in we praise God we thank you Jesus Jesus is your savior he's our savior he is savior of the world put your faith in Jesus Christ as your lord and savior that's the gospel message that's the truth that God loves you the gospel message is not about a religion, it's about a person. It's about God himself loving us. Let us pray. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, God, for saving us. Thank you, Jesus, for your word. Renewing our spirits. When you, Holy Ghost, when you came within us, at the moment we accepted Jesus as our Savior. All things have become new. You, Father, look from heaven and you see us holy and without blame. And thank you, God, that we have your word. And though the battlefield is in the soul and the mind, that the mind is being renewed because we know the enemy. Thank you for helping us to understand, dear God. The enemy is attacking the heart through the gateway, which is the mind and the soul. So thank you, God, that as we read your word, we stay connected with you, dear God. We best hear your voice, what you're saying to our hearts, to our inner being. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray and we all say, Amen. Was left.